Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and I'm joined by my lovely and talented wife, as always, Miss Southern Shell. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. We got Tyler over on the boards. Even got a new camera view for him this year. What's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> Y'all can see Tyler now. But no, uh, we are back. Right, Shell? Season six. Season. Can you believe? Nice. Six seasons. You taught me into doing this six years ago, I guess. I was like, like, I think these podcasts are really going to be something, man. I mean, we saw, you know, so we knew, and I'd been doing like guests on some podcasts. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like Rampy and he was probably the very first one that yeah. invited me on as a guest. And I don't know how many, that's probably, whew, I'm showing my age. That's probably 12, 13, 14 years, 15 years ago. I bet it's <clears> at least 15. Yeah. But, you know, podcasts were a thing back then, but I don't think they, they weren't near as popular as they are now. Yeah. Now everybody's got a podcast, but we decided to jump in. Um, I guess we went to the barbecue conference, national barbecue conference. I don't remember what city it was in Fort Worth that year, maybe. It was Texas, yeah. They and Greg Rimpy was there, and some other guys were there that started up some barbecue podcasts, and they were talking about it. I'm not even like, sure if those guys still do it. I don't even know if they do. I don't yeah. remember. But you were, you were uh, like, we could do that. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'll look and see what kind of equipment it takes. And I remember going on Amazon and finding some basic stuff, and we did it in a closet to start, <laughs> kicked all your sewing stuff out. Because you're such a seamstress. I know, but you said it anyway. It's fine. <laughs> but no, and the rest is history. We're six years in. We added t- Tyler, how many seasons have you been with us? I was on season four. Okay. okay. Created that little promo thing. It was kind of cool to take a look back at all y'all's like yeah. different years and stuff and like how the equipment Watch upgraded everything. And <laughs> I like that effect. You had it like it was an old TV screen and flipping yeah. through the podcast. It was really random, but I was trying to create a dramatic effect and a lot of people in the comment section seemed to get it and they were like, I got the chills. So. <laughs> Uh, well, it was great to have a break. It yeah. always is, and we do it so fast. Man, it seems like Thanksgiving was just yesterday, I know. and now here I am. Last weekend of hunting season, I know you're happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> last, well, the championship weekend in pro football this weekend. I'm excited about that. My poor Vikings didn't. They did better than I expected at the beginning of the year. Say, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. It's a good year. They Got to go to a run. game in Minnesota this year. They had a good run. Won some games they probably shouldn't have. <laughs> lost some they definitely should have lost. <laughs> but I, and all in all, as a Vikings fan, it's a pretty good year. I wish they'd. I mean, it'd been nice to win a playoff game or two. Did I have hopes of them making it to the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl? I learned that lesson many, many yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah. Maybe once one you, day, but yeah. Once you become a fan of a team and are disappointed over, yeah, you over get you. It's like over. it's like the rebels. I yeah. get the same thing at Ole Miss. Yeah. We come out strong every year, and then we get play Alabama and then lose every other game. <laughs> it's fun to watch it through Michael's eyes because he's still uh, oh optimistic. yeah, he's very yeah. optimistic. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've got a standing thing: if the Vikings ever make the Super Bowl, I'm t- I don't care if I'm ninety years if I'm alive when I'm ninety, they make it. I'm taking Michael to the Super Bowl. That'd be cool. So uh, over the break. What was the best thing you ate? What was the best thing wow. you cooked? The best thing I man, that's that's some weeks. How many weeks were we off? Three, four. Is that all? No, <laughs> it was I don't know. It was probably six. That's a lot of food. Because <laughs> a lot of good food. You know, I'm yeah. in hunting camp and we're cooking down there. The best I'm not this now. I don't know if you'll agree with me, but probably the best thing that I ate 
was the hog jowl on New Year's Day. <clears throat> Man, I, I only eat it like one time a year like right. that. What's hog jowl? Hog jowl, it's it's very similar to bacon. So they they you know they remove the jowl out of a hog's head. Cheek. I guess it's a pretty good yeah the cheek meat. They cure it like they do bacon. You smoke it, they and then they it, slice yeah. it up thin and. I wouldn't say, is it th- would you say thin? It's kind of thick-cut bacon. Yeah, I'd call it thick-cut ba- bacon. And then you cook it just like bacon, but it has so much more flavor to yes. it. Yes. So good. And you've like, we've tried other brands. Oh, yeah. No, I, I ordered this I ordered this online to have for New Year's. Uh, burgers. That's that's Burger Smokehouse, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. They send Burgers. us the catalog now. Yeah, I get the catalog at home. <laughs> now, they're, they're smart. They send it in like September, so I start thinking about hog jowl. And I know it sells out, so you better order it. And uh, I guess I it's really it. hard to find locally. It's it's really good. I ordered it first of December, something like that, knowing I was going to want it New Year's Day. I mean, it comes froze, so you just yeah. throw it in the freezer. I imagine it has a pretty long shelf life. Oh yeah, I mean bacon does in the freezer, especially. Yeah, I've still got. I'm hoarding a pack or two, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why because I never really think about even eating it. Until day, New yeah. Year's Day. And we eat it. I guess we eat that one for luck. Is that? No. That's health. for health. Yeah. <laughs> of all things. Your eat the fat. greens for money, right? Yeah. Eat the pork. So you posted a picture of like your New Year's Day lunch that I cook? Oh, yeah. Every year. I, I take a picture of it every year. Um, it's it's one of the best meals of the year. Someone commented that the turnip greens looked like they were from a can. No, they were froze. Those were actually growed. In the I garden. Would, I would never. My mom grew them. <laughs> yeah. My mom, my mom grew grows them. a field of, you know, a garden full of turnip greens just to eat in the winter. And then she picks them, washes them all day. She swears they're like, I guess, gritty or not really they are. dirty. They just have, you know, they're, they grow in the dirt. So yeah. They're going to have some grit. But she washes them, washes them, washes them, and then blanches them, puts them in freezer bags and freezes them and then you go get turnip greens from mama's (laughs) that was the first year we've gotten them from her like that yeah i mean most time you'll go to the grocery store and buy some like super low you can buy most of our grocery stores are gonna have turnip greens but i still wash them and stem them oh yeah and do that oh yeah they were good um somebody did say it was deluxe macaroni and cheese they they were right about about that that. (laughs) but you did that for me like well, I did it for Michael and the yeah. people that don't eat turnip greens. That's right. I mean, because, you know, I got to have my black eyed peas, gotta have black eyed peas. Turnip, greens, turnip greens, my hog gel, and my cornbread. That's all I want on New Year's Day. If you got something else, that's cool. What? Else? So you had something else. You did I a, a lot of butter beans. And all gratin potatoes, too, wasn't it? Yeah, and all gratin potatoes. And, and, uh, crap, and the deluxe mac and cheese. cheese. <laughs> I mean, you could have made a pan of mac and cheese, but we didn't need all that to go. I'd made one for Christmas. It yeah. was good. Um, Man, but. Here's something. Okay. That, that people probably didn't notice that cornbread sliced, and then it had, it might have looked like some butter in it. I have, y'all have turned me on to putting mayonnaise on my cornbread. I don't like it as much as butter. <laughs> oh, I do. It is. For, for eating with vegetables. I know, I know. Have you ever done it? Have you ever done mayonnaise on cornbread, Tyler? No, I'm just shocked to hear her oh, say yeah. Oh, you know we had the blue, you know it was the blue plate. Yeah. But, but it was, it was, on. you slice that cornbread and. Hit it with the mayo. Oh, it's so good. With with black eyed peas. I don't think it's. I'm working on getting my mayo card. <laughs> <laughs> I got my mayo card. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm you're a card carrying member. <laughs> they should send you some but kind of plaque or something. <laughs> Sticker to put on your car. I had. 
I didn't want to be the mayonnaise lady. But sometimes when life throws a wave your way, you just ride it. Just ride it. That's right. (laughs) Until you start liking mustard. (laughs) (laughs) Then you can switch. Then you can switch. Yeah. um, I still like butter on my cornbread. I tried it. So you're telling me you're a Sonic number one person. (laughs) Yeah. I like the number two. They don't even do that at Sonic no more. When I worked there, it was the one or two. Mm-hmm. Over mustard. Um, I will say y'all started cooking duck breasts. Like you would, y'all killed duck, harvested the meat, and started cooking that duck meat. That was one of the best things I ate over the, Which the holidays. One? I don't know. We had it so many different uh, ways, but they were all good. Yeah, we did one in a pepper. You did one for tacos, mm. and you did one for just the fillet. Yeah, we ate. I don't know how many. Different- what kind of duck is it? Well, <laughs> we know, we don't discriminate when it comes to shooting ducks. <laughs> if they fly by, we're going to shoot them. So we fed you all different kinds. Oh, okay. But the best one is the teal. Okay. And that was the one that it just, you know, they say, some people say like specks or um, crane. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of crane is it? Uh, Sandhill cranes are the ribeyes of the sky. Yeah. Well, teal is the filet mignon of the sky because <laughs> it'll melt in your mouth. And we, you know, and, and, we did do we do ducks a bunch of different ways, but I'm gonna tell you the way I like them the best is seasoned like a steak. And you're talking keeping the breast oh, whole. Yeah, debone. We cut, we breast them out, um, clean them up. We don't marinate them. I season them like I like to hit them with a little bit of AP, a little Swine Life, prime beef. It goes great on that red meat. And then usually I'll hit them with some extra black pepper or just something to give them a little crust on top. Maybe some TX just lightly. Just like I would cook a steak for a steak contest, mm-hmm. and then on a hot, hot grill, we like we get our PKs going with grill grates on them. You know they're running five fifty, six hundred degrees. Just like and I, said. I just kiss that. I mean, it, it it may be not even a minute each side, probably if the grill's getting hot. You know, and, and when you say each side, is that including your turn? Yeah, I don't do that. We don't cross hatch. We don't have time for that. So it's just yeah. usually down a minute, flip a minute. That duck breast is about one twenty, and get it off. It's going to carry over, and it will. You can slice it thin. You can, however you want to serve it. It is melting your mouth. And we cooked. Man, we even cooked some bergansers, and people throw them away and say they're crap. Well, hey, man, we, they are delicious if you cook them right. They were really good. Yeah, you were. Well, I was trying to see if you could tell the difference on those, because I mean, we you know we hunt with some folks, and they guys will tell us, man, y'all throw them in a dish. They ain't worth eating. I mean, they take, they're supposed to be fishy, and maybe they are if you cook them wrong. But if you breast them out. Season them and then cook them hot and fast. They're they're really good. Keep them rare on the rare, yeah. medium rare side. It's it, it's you got to. So are they red meat? Yeah, it's red okay. meat. All right, it's definitely red meat. Now, I mean, the only other way it's like ducks got two ways. You either got to eat it more on the rare side, or you got to cook it in a stew or something where it's going to get back tender. Yeah, because it's there's no in between on duck. Like you eat a medium well duck, it's gonna. That's where people say, oh, it's got that wild taste or livery taste, or you can take yeah because you've ruined it. You cooked, you cooked out of it, all the moisture out of it and dried it out. Now you didn't take it long enough to where it breaks down. So it's just, I wouldn't even fool with them. I was going to eat them like that. Um, but that's, that's, I mean, that's up there with one of the best bites I had too, was that teal. It's really, it's, it's like a steak. It has steak flavors, but more tender. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Like for now, that's a big thing for these people that got tick disease. You can't eat steak. Or you can't eat mammalian meat, you know, anything that's uh, yeah, milk that drinking, has a I guess. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Or uh, has a duck. Wild duck is a great substitute for red, you know, for steak. 
That's a good little tip right there. Eat more ducks. Eat more ducks. <laughs> That's what the takeaway on that is. You also cooked a prime rib for our Christmas dinner. I did the Walmart prime rib. I mean, it was so good back when I did the video on it. That was what I, I served for, you know, our Christmas. I did, well. Where'd you find it? You found it at just Walmart? Walmart, Saw yeah. it, picked it up? I want to say it's Swift. It wasn't nothing special. I didn't spend, I mean, now they ain't cheap. For three or four pound prime rib from Walmart, it's still, you know, 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. It ain't like it's, you know. $20 or something. But what, we had two, four, six, seven eight? adults? Yeah, seven, yeah. eight adults. And Michael, yeah, but he's, yeah. he eats as much an adult. And it and, was, oh, was more. Yeah, there's, there's half of it. Now, I did do some pork to go with it. I did, um, my mom wanted me to bring, um, she called it, I mean, I didn't do the crown roast. She asked for the crown roast, but, I mean, to me, that's just show. Yeah. I think they're better when you cook them just French rack, bone in, pork, pork loin, seasoned up really good, and just, you know, kind of lay it on the grill. So you get some really good crust all the way around. And that it doesn't really crust up really good on the crown when you cut it to the crown right yeah. and tight. It looks cool. But for eating, I'd rather have it laid out to where I can slice it and I got good bark or crust all the way around the edges. You also said uh, <clears throat> that it gets, you think it gets drier <clears throat> cooking it that way? I do think it gets drier cooking it that way because you have to split those bones a little bit. Yeah. So to get it to curve and to tie it upright, most of the time you can't do it with just one. You need two of them to make a good size Make a whole cram. circle. Yeah. And you still have to kind of split it some. So it, anytime you cut it along that bone, it's going to let moisture out. So leaving it whole bone. Now pull the membrane off the back. Make sure the bones are skint back to where they look cool, you know, and then – crusted up real good i do yeah. leave i try to leave some of that fat on the outside of that loin That's score it a little bit it. it gets a little crispy i mean compared to the prime rib that pork bone oh pork it ain't boy. close, <laughs> it ain't close. <laughs> to me i mean yeah. now some people now your mom will tell me that she likes the pork she's it's told me that several mom. times she likes the pork better than she does the beef but she's not a red meat eater yeah you know and so some people are like that they just uh, but prime, that's not even like, if I see a pork chop on a menu or I see a steak, there's no way I'm going to say, give me the pork chop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Dang> <laughs> I'll take Same them. goes for the pork loin. It's great. It's really good, but it's not no if, comparison okay. to a ribeye. Someone says we got an average, medium, run-of-the-mill ribeye, yeah. but we got an excellent pork chop. Which yeah. one are you going with? <laughs> I'm, I'm taking that old average ribeye, I bet. Me too. Yeah. It's going to be a killer pork chop. I mean, I'm talking about... <laughs> Chefed up or something yeah. for me to say that's better than than a prime rib or Some a, a rib lobster and shrimp or something. Yeah. What would that be? Surf and turf if you're serving pork. Be like hoofing, <laughs> catfish and <laughs> hoof and sea, hoof and sea, hoof and pond. <laughs> More like pond. <laughs> Y'all also were working on some summer sausage, and it turned. I've out got really a summer sausage recipe down. Now, I watched a lot of videos. I, I tell you, the best video I probably watched on YouTube of how to make it. And these guys are really good. So, those bearded butcher guys. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, that's what they do for a living. But they did some, um, it was a venison or deer meat summer sausage. And so, I kind of, I used a different seasoning and stuff. I don't know what kind of seasons they were. You probably their own. But I bought one of these kits. We started doing it. And I play. I played with a couple different ones. I mean, we got regular jalapeno and cheese. Oh, it's, I'm going to make some tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. <clears throat> Y'all are going to film a video, huh? Yeah, we're going to okay. film a video to it. I hope it turns out. I have to say, I'm. it was 
pretty impressive. It looked like something you would buy. Oh yeah, it was as it good like as a processor. It, oh yeah, I spent a lot of good money on bad summer sausage from processors, and so I just said I'm not doing that. We're gonna learn how to do it. So mm-hmm. it's not hard. It's just the technique. Yeah, and equipment. It's like anything. You gotta have good equipment. A good technique. That's yep. how anything is oh, yeah. cooking. You also did. Uh, speaking of ribeyes. I had a ribeye last weekend from a st- the steakhouse in Senatobia. Oh, the Delta Delta Steakhouse? I told you. That place has done stepped their game up. It was good. Don't tell everybody that. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Because there ain't no wait there. I know. It's like you go down to Como and you got to wait two hours, stand in line, be outside in the cold. And it ain't Delta good. Steakhouse? I'm going to go right in. And they were busy Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Saturday who, night, who? 7 o'clock. They were yeah. busy. But it, they said... It's going to be about a 15-minute wait. It wasn't that long. Uh-uh, wasn't time that I went long. to the bar and grabbed a beer, it was ready for your table. Do y'all get the crawfish sauce on top? No. I haven't. That's it really came with good. a butter sauce. That's really, really good. It's uh, Have you been there? Yeah, I have. I went kind of early, so I'm not 100% certain that it's like y'all are saying it's better than it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, But they serve like a crawfish sauce on top that's kind of in the same vein as like a etouffee or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's really, really good smothered. I don't, man, I, I can't imagine needing a sauce because it come, like their steaks was, come out with a steak butter on them. And it was fully seasoned. And they're seasoned and it, it's it's good steak. That's and, my problem, like getting a steak at a restaurant a lot of times. They're just under seasoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what they're using. Well, I know it, it's like a Delta marinade sauce. That's I, I talked to the owner. Like He was at the bar and I was just, you know, striking up conversation when I was waiting on a beer. It was, it was good, it's good stuff. You also did some barilla tacos. Hey, you got that down. <laughs> I call them barilla. Barilla. <laughs> Mississippi barilla taco. Barilla. I don't know how to say it. Hey. Barilla. I did, yeah, I did it with deer meat, though. Do you mean to tell you what? I looked up what barilla tacos are. What are they? Um, they are a specific type of taco that originates from the state of... <laughs> it's someplace in Mexico. Huh. They're typically made with stewed goat or lamb, but they can also be made with beef or pork. The meat is cooked in a special sauce made with chili peppers, and it's often served with cheese and onion. That's what I did. That's exactly what I did. I took deer meat, seasoned it up, browned it, pulled it to the side, pulled me another pot of water, put my guajillo peppers in there, my dried ancho peppers in there, rehydrated it through some... Uh, Whole tomatoes and some onions, and just, it wasn't in there long, just long enough to bring to bull, turn it off, strain it, put it in the blender, blend it all up, some cilantro, made this like red chili sauce kind of. Real thick. Yeah, and then poured that over my brown deer meat, threw it out on a smoker for. Wait, so when you say you, so you took like a roast deer? Roast? Yeah, yeah, hind quarter. I okay. just cut it up into chunks, pretty good sized chunks, browned it. What are we talking, cubes? Or uh, bigger than cubes, bigger than you know. So I would big say, chunks. yeah, probably baseball size, okay. or you know, so yeah. along that fist right. size, um, you know, and then kind of browned it on all edges, mixed it with that sauce, put it on a smoker uncovered for about two hours, covered it up and let it, you know, really braise in there. And I just kept checking it until it was for it took man, it probably took it six hours total to break down. And, and what temp were you cooking it up? Did you say? Oh, like two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah, you could, you could, you don't have to do it on smoker. Yeah, you could completely throw all that in the Dutch oven, put it in the oven, probably do it in two and a half hours on three fifty. It'd probably be really good yeah. to brown it on the smoker. And you could, I mean, it. you could. I just you'd get better. Yeah, 
smoke flavor. I was just trying to get some crust on it. I knew that smoker wasn't going to do that. I wanted to really get a hard crust on it. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, I guess you could do it on a grill if you wanted to, you know, get those decent-sized chunks, build you a hot fire, brown that meat on that, throw it in your Dutch oven, then throw it off. Or so you get the charcoal yeah. flavor. That's a good idea. I have a question really quick. <clears throat> Where did you source your peppers? I have problems finding Man, them. Man, uh, I found them at Walmart in Sanatobia. Wow, okay. On the, the, I guess you call it the ethnic of the Mexican food aisle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just have problems yeah. sourcing it around They here. sell, they've got one little section. It's all these little bagged up seasonings and peppers. And I oh, found the Walmart. Mexican oregano there. Wow. Because I seasoned it with that. I'm going to do a recipe on it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it on deer. I might do it on deer, but I was thinking about something totally different. Yeah, I would do beef or pork. You know, yeah. something that most Probably people have. Goat. <laughs> <laughs> I got David sell me a goat on the way to camp down there. I mean, I need you. <laughs> I show up with a goat in the back of the truck, she'll, you know it's going to be taco time. <laughs> if you show up with a goat, we're racing home. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be fully ready to go. You'll never know. I'll just get them clean them, too. Okay, okay, good. Put it on ice for me. Um, no, our Walmart is kind of a smaller Walmart, so they don't have that. But mm-hmm. most big Walmarts will have a, a really nice section yeah. like okay. that. I Walmart. I, don't, I haven't seen that stuff in there. That's what I'm saying. Ours is kind yeah. of small. And Superlow has a good section. Yeah, they have a whole aisle at Superlow. They, I know they have it there because I, I mean, you talk about a dehydrated pepper and seasoning aisle. They have more ton, than yeah. most, yeah. I'll have to check that out. But anyway, so you, you. So after you, you after you get the phrase. meat tender where you want it, where it's falling apart, you kind of take the meat out, and then you kind of skim the fat off the top of it. Some people will take it, run it back through a processor, and put it back in there and warm it up. But I didn't. I just kind of ladled off the fat, left all that juice in there. And then what you do is you sh- I shredded up my meat, put the meat back in the juice, dip my tortilla shells in. The- uh, you need a flat top for this. You can do it on the stove or you can do it on you black stone. Cast ca- yeah, cast iron on stove or on a black top, some kind of griddle. And you dip your shell in the juice, kind of just float it. And I've seen people, uh, some people where I was looking up this were doing that because that's how they get the fat off of it. Oh. They use the tortilla to soak up that fat off the top. Oh, so, so you get that good flavor. So you get the flavor. Yeah, yeah. So you throw that down on your flat top. Grab you some tongs. Put some of that shredded meat on there. Hit it with some shredded cheese. You can use Onion. Mexican cheese, whatever. Now you don't put anything else on it right now. Okay. Close that dude up, and then crisp it on both sides. So it's kind of like a flat top fried taco. You know, griddled taco. It makes it all melty and gooey. Then you take it off and to serve it, serve it with cilantro and onion and lime. You open that dude up and strings cheese yeah, is just yeah. stringing everywhere. You load it up with a little onion, a little hot sauce, and a little, you know, cilantro. And there you go. And, and That's what you, say. You, you ladle up, you get your big ladle of all that juice and put it in a bowl. You serve it. Everybody gets a, their own little dipping bowl. You dip that taco in that in that juice, that au jus of beef that, you know, I guess it's, uh, it's kind of like a consomme. It is. And you just dip it in Concentrated that. Concentrated flavors. Yeah. Oh, goodness. man. I'm telling you, man, it's a taco game changer. It's pretty good. Um, I, did I mean, it's look, a little involved to make it, but it's worth it. Well, if you cook your meat, that's one step, and then oh, yeah. you assemble the tacos. As another I mean, I've step. seen all kinds of cheating versions of it. You could do it, you know, in a crock pot. It's not. It's basically like Mexican roast. Uh, um, is, if you think of like a, 
a beef dip or a French dip or something. It's kind of like yeah, yeah. Mexican taco dip. Yeah, taco <laughs> dip. I did do some research because we're always debating about corn tortillas and flour tortillas. Like which one is, and, and most people say you use corn, but it really, everything I said was like, whatever you, whatever you it's like. It's just There's like your whiskey. Like a- <laughs> Don't tell me how to eat my taco. I won't tell you how to drink your whiskey. Is that fair? What do you use? Corn or tortilla or corn or flour? I mean, I like both, but I'd prefer flour does better. I think so. Too. Stands up to the dunking in the juice. It stands up to the grill. Because if you're going to use corn, you got to double it. And they will and have the tendency. Well, uh, yeah, and it's and it's corny. You know, if I'm gonna, if I'm going to eat that, I might as well eat in tamale. If I want it wrapped in you know masa, because by the time you get that corn saturated and then you throw it on the griddle it, it's already getting heated up the more you heat it up the more it wants to fall apart so even though that's traditionally a corn tortilla try it with the flour it's so much better one other thing that you cook more like i guess it's like quesadilla if you use flour wouldn't you say i'd rather say brilla. okay <laughs> <laughs> um one other thing you cooked over the break was a whole hog Yes. With Mark Williams and Jay Craig from Outlaw on Jay's Outlaw Hog Cooking. He has burger. came up with the hog. And all, what it is. It's <laughs> that's a, what it's, they call it. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I think that's what he started the, calling it. Because he didn't have a better, better name. The yeah. hoss. hoss. Yeah. Because the hoss was the other one. This was the hog. Oh, this is like but, the mini version that he has. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But what's cool okay, about so the hoss is like the big one. Yeah, it's the big. You could do two freight train long one, you know. Okay. You could probably cook two whole pigs on it. This one's made for cooking one pig. Um, it's got a rotator, you know, easy load, rotisserie. It's a stick burner, so all your heat's on one end. You build your fire, it flows through. What he did to make this pit special was he added doors on the bottom underneath the cooking chamber, and. It actually, you have access to build another fire so you can put these coal baskets underneath the hams, underneath the shoulders, spin it around, move them around wherever you want them. So you're cooking from not only the airflow coming in from the firebox coming over the hog, you're cooking underneath it at the same time. So it speeds the process up. So that's, it's like a. And you get the flavor. Well, that's the biggest thing to me. So if anybody knows anything about the traditional way of cooking hogs, they do them on these brick pits. They, shove, they build them a good coal bed. They shovel coals in it all night. They're moving those coals around, and, and they flip the hog so they're cooking it from top and bottom. That's the old school way of doing it. Usually they cover it up with tin or they got some kind of lid they've made to trap the heat in. Well, this does the same concept as that because you don't have to flip it because you're constantly cooking on top and bottom the way the heat's flowing. And then it gives you that flavor that you're getting from that traditional hog of meat juice dripping down on those hot coals and that's the game changer part anybody could probably put some kind of heating element you know cook get some bottom heat on it and speed the cook process but to get that dripping and to be able to control it and to move the coal baskets where you want them away from the loins because you don't want to nuke the loins but to put it on the thicker hams or the thicker shoulders or to pull it off if your shoulders get ahead oh it's 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 money that's one thing I liked uh, was Mark would be like, oh, this shoulder's running a little higher. You know, it's, it's yeah. coming up a little faster than I want it to. So he just would pull the coals or pull That's, you, you know, can some constantly coals. change it. Yeah. Now you're still having to tend the fire. It's a stick burner. So you're having to put wood on it 
every, you know, 45 minutes or hour or whatever, depending on how big of sticks you're using. You're still having to, um, so Jay's genius idea, these baskets that he puts underneath the hog go underneath the fire grate on the, on the main fire chamber. And he's got this little rod tool where he picks those baskets up, puts them under there, catches the coals as the wood's burning. You can add a little more charcoal to it if you need to, but it pre-lights those and you just move them over yep. under the hog. So you're constantly shuffling these baskets. It's, it's great. It's, it's awesome. So do you think it's a lot of work to cook a hog on that pit? No. Uh, it's not. I mean, once you, once you see it done, you're like, wow, yeah. this is too easy. And it's we easy. cook a hog in six hours. A whole 150-pound hog. That would take us sixteen on you know that's that's a pretty rushed hog sixteen hours. A lot of hogs will take twenty two that comparable size because we always cook them low and slow, and that's how most people do them. You know you don't you don't have a way to speed them up. You don't want to cook a hog at three fifty four hundred degrees because it's going to nuke it. But we're not cooking any hotter. The pit's still running two seventy five three hundred max, but it's got the heat from underneath cooking too. Um comp hogs or the only comp hogs that I've seen or tasted and stuff like that have either been cooked on a water cooker, a big water cooker like yep. Backwoods, or a big convection like an old oh, hickory. Yeah, yeah. And they're cooked low and slow. They're wrapped with foil most of the cook. Oh, yeah. Most cook. Yeah, they get a little smoke on, they wrap them up, and they're braising them in foil. And then it's a lot of sweet flavors, you know, super, super sweet flavors. This pit or the, the hogs that come off of the ones y'all cook are – Salty and savory, and oh, yeah. smoky, and it tastes like old school barbecue. Yeah, like if you remember, I remember eating barbecue as a kid. First exposure to it, my dad taking me one of these old barbecue shacks and getting a couple pounds of hog, you know, <laughs> pulled and crunchy. Yeah, that's how we'd order it. Oh, they give like you this crunchy. hot vinegar sauce that was just like vinegar, salt, and red pepper. <clears throat> that's West Tennessee style. And I just remember the way that tasted and the way everything smelled. You get that same effect on that pit. Yeah. It's a, I mean, the hog from the snout to the tail <laughs> is delicious. Even the skin. The skin. Like, the like skin gets crispy on the bottom where I was like, Mark was telling me, you know, he'd been up to, in Indiana cooking these with Jay, and they've cooked several of them. Uh, and um, he actually brought that pit down. We did the Palmer home thing. I think Mark, we did a podcast with Martin talked about. Yeah, it. yeah, we did. But this was my first time like being there the whole the entire time while they were cooking it. And he was telling me how good the skin is, and they eat every bit of it. And there's no, you know, the only thing that's left is the bones when you get through. He's not joking. Like we broke off skin right there, and you take some of that skin, and you put some of that ham or belly meat or whatever. And you kind of wrap it in it like it's a little bite of a taco, and you and it just it all crunches and melts in your mouth. It's incredible. Yeah, I agree. It's incredible. The jow meat blowed me away. The ham, like Mark gave me a piece. He said, "Here, try this right here," and he pulled it out and it's stringy. I said, "Oh man, I know that's gonna be good. That's belly." And he he said, "You know where that came from? It was right out of the ham." <laughs> I was oh. like, "There's no way I had ham taste like that." Most of the time, that's belly meat. Yeah. Like you would, you would have people thinking that you pulled that right off the belly. He pulled the loin out and sliced it, and it was like a, it looked like a money muscle. Yeah, yeah. So that was that's the cool thing about this is you can expose. So we cut out the ribs, pull them back, get those you know the baby backs out. So are you essentially cooking it boneless? Kind no, of? no. It's still got the okay. backbone in it. It's still got okay. the leg bones, the shoulder bones. We just take the ribs and move remove them so we can get to the belly. 
so we can you know build some flavor up on it and so the loins are exposed so we can season and create bark on the loins and you i mean that's the hardest thing so you got to think about it when you got when you take out those bones you're exposing that meat it can overcook if you don't know what if you don't don't know what you're doing but we have ways that we you know protect it and yeah you know do things to it to, to insulate you know to where it won't overcook and and still at the end of it take it back and get it looking good but you don't have to add all that sweetness to it it's, the injection was super simple it's just like a salt brine injection that was put some flavor in the meat there's no there's no you know, we don't put a bunch of rubs on it when you start. It's just salt. So that's what I was going to ask you. The comp comp hogs that you used to cook, there was boxes of ingredients that y'all gallons cook. of injection. <laughs> you know, pounds pounds of seasoning. Yeah, all that going on it before it ever hit the grill. Well, when you're cooking like this with the heat the way it is, you can't put all that sugar stuff on it at the front end. It'll burn it up. It'll turn too dark. And that's why a lot of times those guys have to cover their hogs up so early. This one, we don't cover that hog up to about four hours. I mean, it's just riding in the smoke and in the heat, but it's just been salted. And it's not the prettiest thing at all. You know, it just, it, it starts, the skin starts getting that really golden brown look, but the meat's still real light because it just has salt on it. Mm-hmm. And then once we, we tint it, we never wrap it fully. It just gets tinted. You get it on, you get the hams done and shoulders done where you want them. You try not to overcook your loins. And then at the end, we get ready to glaze it. We dip all the juice that's collected in the cavity out, apply our barbecue rub then, let that sit for about 30 minutes. It makes a bark on it perfectly because the meat's fully cooked and it just wants to tighten up, gets its pretty color. And then you can come back with a light vinegar glaze over that. That's all you need. I mean, it's it's thing of beauty. And it's a sweet vinegar glaze. Oh, yeah. But it's it's But perfect. it's not over the top. Yeah. Like the first thing you taste in it is smoked. I agree. Pork. I mean, it, it tastes like you've been roasting it over a, a over hot coals for two days, or you know, yeah. you know what I mean. The, the long cook. The way I would describe the taste, like you know how you when you walk into a really good old school barbecue joint, you get that smell that's yes. just awesome. To me, that's how it tastes. Oh, if I don't smell that when I go into one, I turn around. <laughs> that's the way they're supposed to smell. Yeah, you know. At least fool me. At least fool me. Yeah. <laughs> get burned. That's what I don't understand. If you got a barbecue restaurant, oh, I'm gonna have smoke rolling around the clock. I want people, or at least a sign on. When the sign's lit, the smoke's rolling. Because yeah. <laughs> people, I mean, that's the first time people are going to notice they get out of the car. They ain't even tasted, seen any food. But if they can smell that, that mouth starts, uh, what's that? Let me tell you, my mouth's right, watering starting, right now. Mine is, too, just talking about it. <laughs> mine is, too, just talking about it. I'm about to go somewhere for lunch today. <laughs> oh, no, we're cooking chickens in the back. Is that, is that why my mouth's watering? <laughs> Ironically, I could smell smoke as soon as I got out of my car this yeah. morning. So. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing. Telling you, people get people think with their smell. You don't you don't realize that, but you taste with your smell. Yeah, I agree. It's closely connected. Very. That's why the subway smells so good when you go into Walmart. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You smell that bread. That bacon bread, yeah. <laughs> um, so you got a new pellet grill. I did. I got a uh, well, I got a grill a grill for because we were doing some stuff at camp and I needed another grill down there. And then they said, you want another one to cook with at home? And I said, I ain't had a new grill in a long time. Yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> so I'm cooking on it, too. That's what I cooked that Walmart prime rib on it. Um, I've got a recipe. What, at Christmas? I'm pretty sure that's what yeah. I cooked yeah. it on. Mm-hmm. No, but the one we cooked for our. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah you rolled that tray. You're right out of the way. Well, I had to move it somewhere. <laughs> Park the grill in its spot. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the tray. It's a great grill. I just, you know, want something new. 
I I love that Traeger grill. It's been my favorite grill we've ever had. The 1300? Yeah. The old school one. Yes, the one that I've yeah. cooked on the most. I don't so even I'm, have the new one at the house. Like, I'm, I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah, the brand new one. Yeah. Yeah. We've got one we can't get to run. <laughs> and I'm a Traeger dealer. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's up with this. Got rid of my main man. <laughs> my main tech man that I call. He's gone. So. Yeah. But anyway, I'm interested to try out that new Gorilla. Is it Silverback, right? Yeah, it's Silverback. Yeah, yeah. See if I like it as much as I like the Traeger. It's, I mean, the, my only drawback to it, I wish it was the size of that 1300. Yeah, it's a little smaller. I need more space. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it, to get started on a pellet grill, I highly recommend them. Price point's awesome. What are what is the price point? Um, Let me Google it. Seven ninety nine or something like that for the no basic kidding. one without the Wi Fi. I think yeah. yeah, delivered. I was about to say around Christmas time they were doing like a deal that you could get that and their flat top. For yeah, like, they got a flat top or a propane top or something that mm-hmm. they. Oh, you could like got you could have got two in one for like a thousand bucks or something like that. Crazy deal. But yeah, no, they're good. They're great cookers. I mean, I, you know, we've worked with Gorilla before. Yeah, I've known I've known the guys for a long time. We had a Kong. I had a Kong. A yeah, time. yeah. I still got a Kong. I just let uh, Uncle Pookie cook on it. He's he's playing with it at his house. I know where it's at if I need to go get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a green egg, so I mean. And you don't you know, really use the green egg. I'm looking for much. some more grills. I'm ready to roll some more. I get some new ones. You got the way I look hey, at it. You gotta, gotta you gotta all. be flowing new ones. Yeah. If I'm gonna cook recipes and share them <laughs> with people, I gotta cook them on different grills. So. Yeah, what's the next one I need, y'all? Y'all let me know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> You're adding to the collection. Yeah. Please send all emails to Tyler at Happy <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's right. And, I mean, we're playing. I'm not saying I'm going to cook on that grill forever, but I'm going to cook on it while it's new. Yeah. You know? Wear the new off of wear it. Wear the new off of it. I put them to the ringer, and I'm honest. You know, if I don't like something about it, I'm going to let you know. Why? I mean, why not be? You know what I mean? I'm not going to say, oh, this is the best grill ever. You need to sell the one you just bought and go buy this one. No, I mean if it cooks, it cooks. But I'm gonna be brutally honest about it. I tell you this: I hooked that grill up to the Wi-Fi first time, and that joker works everywhere. Really? Like I have had zero issues. I can turn it on. And you've never been able to connect yeah, with I, some of the I, other I, ones. The Traeger one never did get connected. <laughs> the Memphis grill, I never got it connected. Yeah, they overcomplicated things. Um. Like don't want to find the right Wi-Fi. It's like the it's right there, like inside the window, right there. Gorilla found five Wi-Fi networks. I was like, oh, it ain't that one. It ain't that one. Definitely ain't that one that says FBI surveillance. I don't know who's that is. We do have like a neighbor that's got that. <laughs> says FBI surveillance. Yeah. I mean that thing's picking up frequencies. Yeah. But it picked up. My signal was strong. I mean, and I did like that about it. Uh, yeah. I can turn it on right now. I can pull my phone. <laughs> home. Really? Yeah, yeah. From here? That's the only one I know of. It's got, you can start it. And I don't know if that's good or bad, honestly. I know. That seems Because I can scary. see people like, what if you that thing fails at night? It's climbed up in there. Yeah. What if the cat's done got in it? What if, you know? <laughs> I really think I really think the instruction should be, go open the grill. Make sure it's clear to light before lighting it. Because <laughs> just being able to cut that joker on. Like, I mean, I know what they're thinking. I'm like, like, I can get up in the morning, prep me a bud or something. I know I want to get it done a certain time. I can go ahead and sit it on the grill, maybe an hour, yeah, hour and a half or two hours, and then start it up. You know, the weather's right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I can have it hot and ready when I get home. That's. But you probably need to put your camera on it and check that, dude. <laughs> Make sure nothing's in harm's way. I've seen those videos of them, like, building up pressure from not lighting, and then it does light or something, it blow up. <laughs> you always tell me to keep it open until it gets lit or something. I've always done my pellet yeah. grills like that. I don't like. Well, I want okay. to see smoke coming out. Why? 
Well, because I want to make sure I got good clean ignition instead of just building up gas in there. Gotcha. Because if all that, if it's getting trapped, I mean, what how kind else? of gas is it? Or my, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, what causes those grills to blow up like that? Yeah, they're building up pressure some kind of way. You know, that's I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. And if you got a bunch of grease in there and you ain't clean it and you just start it up, you know, things. When you say a lot put, of stuff could go wrong if you ain't got eyes on it, I, I get that. Um, when you said, hey, you know, a lot of stuff can go wrong when you got eyes on it. <laughs> um, That's true. When you said we put that trigger through the ringer, I was thinking about the time I cooked uh, that Wagyu, Wagyu burgers. Oh, yeah. We took Wagyu trim, Wagyu brisket trimmings, ground it. I made burgers with it. Didn't mix it with anything else. It was pretty much 50-50. Yeah. 50% fat, 50% lean. You talk about raining down some grease and ready to fire. It, it did. It did. Yeah, it caught did. On fire. It caught on fire. It took us forever to get it cleaned up, but I wouldn't recommend anyone doing that. <laughs> so what do you think about the silverback so far? So far, so good. I mean, I've cooked on a bunch. I mean, Mark's had one. He's had several of them. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, I've, I've cooked on them and around them. I just never owned one. Well, we got wings on the menu for Sunday. I'm, yeah, football's. Championship Sunday. The best test. I got the wing rack where I can load it up, so I'm going to put some wings on it. Got some new seasonings I'm working on. Um, good. So have you heard about uh, the controversy with Fireball? I have. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this is, I've heard this a long time ago. Like, so they have, y'all know how everybody's got into the seltzer game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you're getting these liquor companies that are doing it because all of them started coming out with drinks that they can sell at stores. Have you, I mean, have you seen like the Crown Royal? Oh, the Jack Daniels yeah. Drinks. It's a lowered alcohol. Uh, yeah. And they, yeah. they sell them at convenience stores and stuff like that. They don't have liquor in it. Yeah. It's all a malt beverage. So it's all labeling and marketing. Well, they started selling Fireball. I knew when I started seeing them like at Walmart. This Walmart don't sell liquor. How's it got a bucket of Fireball? Well, if you look close on it, it does say a malt beverage, but a real Fireball bottle will say cinnamon whiskey. whiskey. Now, that does have it, but you can only buy those at state-licensed places that sell liquor. So, basically, your package stores. Well, that's and then Mississippi. There's some, yeah, there's some states where you can sell, grocery stores can sell it. That's the ones you got to watch. That's where people are getting tricked because there'll be probably a bottle of Fireball or another, you know, for 20 bucks, and then they'll have all these other stuff over here. Well, these are only, you know, $10. I'm going to get the cheap one. Well, you just bought the malt. You didn't buy the real deal stuff. So, that, And there's a lot. They got a lawsuit on them over it. Because it does, the labeling does look the same, you know. Oh, yeah. It seems like a trick. But so if you went to the gas station and bought one of those crown drinks or something, could you say, oh, I'm suing crown? They don't really have crown in it. Maybe it's just more obvious. Just because it's in a can versus. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Cause they look almost identical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they do. And they sell those little like Jello shots and stuff like that yeah. as well. So, so those don't Jello have shots. Yeah, we used to sell at Clark. Uh, I can't remember what the company's called, but they're they literally come in like a little clear thing that looks like a and all kinds of different Jello shots and stuff that they. But sell. It's not really stores. vodka or. Mm-mm. That's no. when we went to the College World Series. That's how they were selling their Jello shots and those yeah. little cups you peeled back. Yeah. Slurp. That's what it's called. Slurp. Yeah. It, it was like a ranch dressing. You peeled off the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was at that one bar where yeah. they get all the tallying up of the shots. I was highly disappointed in that. <laughs> I was wanting some fully loaded, you know, jello shots. A real shots. jello yeah. shot. No. You give me this tearaway stuff that has no alcohol. No wonder you've sold 16,000 of them or whatever. <laughs> so, speaking of booze, somebody sent me three bottles of Woodford Reserve. 
one bourbon, one rye, one oak bar. Oh, it's had my name on the address. Yeah. No note. I don't know where those came from. I don't either. I'm used to you getting weird well, stuff. The reason why it's it's odd to me is, and it looked like it was professionally packaged. Like these bottles were in some shipping type things. I've tried to order stuff in Mississippi, and you can't, they won't ship me liquor. <laughs> and so for you to get three bottles of Woodford sent to you, I was like, you got an admirer or something. I know. They it know. didn't say nothing about, here's you some Woodford, Malcolm. <laughs> it probably would have been something <laughs> something from... Uh, <laughs> a promotional thing? Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe, yes, I don't know. It didn't say. But it was a bottle of rye, a bottle of regular, and then a bottle of, what, a uh, double oat? Yeah. I mean, that's some good drinking brown uh-huh. water right there. I got an admirer that wants me drunk. I need the Buffalo Trace sampler <laughs> pack. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you like your, yeah, yeah. You hadn't opened them yet. I'm going to let you drink those. <laughs> you got the guinea pig those. <laughs> if anybody knows, he sent us the wood first. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> We'd like to at least send you a thank you note or, you know, uh, pay it forward some kind of way. Real quick, speaking of packages delivered, Mitchell, Mitchell Bedwell sent us a gallon of blue plate. That was this. the one thing I was fixing to get you. I was like, what? So... During our break, conservatively, conservatively, what was your mayo usage? <laughs> I'm saying over under two gallons. I don't go by the gallons. So, but but and now that you can get it by the gallon, <laughs> so how much do you think? I, I said at least a minimum of two. That'd be eight eight bottles, eight eight regular mayo uh, blue plates. I think that's easy. I, I think didn't that's do that easy. much cooking this year. It goes inside every side dish you make has mayo in it. Every salad, every you know, chicken salad, pimento cheese, all of it. Macaroni and cheese. You You're probably ma- on eight eight bottles. I think eight. That doesn't even include the dips. That does include the dip. Yeah. That, oh, that, that would have to so include everything. That includes the dip. Does and that really include? I'm more like who does this? Five or six Let me ask you. This is when you get your mayo card again. I know that we'd already talked about it on the cornbread, but on a cracker when you're eating chili, saltine, saltine cracker. Raise your hand if you make that <laughs> <on> a saltine <laughs> cracker. <laughs> you cannot lie. Have you ever tried it? No. Mayo on a saltine cracker. That you is like with chili. In the mayonnaise? Or? I eat sour cream with my chili. No, no, no. no. She smears <laughs> blue plate on a cracker. Like That's she'll get her four meat. or five crackers with a bowl of chili. But she'll spear like get the get the blue plate jar out and put some mayonnaise on each cracker around her little bowl and plate. We're just gonna air out everybody's dirty secrets here. <laughs> no, I just want people to experience this. I mean you're pretty you know. But you put that, the chili that on top of the mayonnaise on the like, cracker. That's what I was curious. Okay. Yeah, and then you take your spoon and then I didn't I didn't know if it was like a chaser like you, you know. <laughs> if you hey if you try this, More take like a, a take a picture yeah. and post it to the community if you try mayo on a cracker with a bowl of chili. It's really good. It is Sour cream and cheese is my go-to for chili. You don't even need the sour cream and cheese and all that. You just want a bowl of chili, <laughs> mayos and crackers. <laughs> Dollop of mayo. Do you put mayo in the chili? I mean, I have before. You have before. I mean, I, I each his own. <laughs> so those people in the community that put it like at the bottom and then I think pour the chili on top of it. And then I don't know if you mix it up after what? that. or Have you ever seen that? Huh. No, like a... Ice cream scoop of mayo yeah. in the bowl and then chili on top of it like it's rice and gumbo? Yeah, it's uh, pretty weird. Shell is going to try that. <laughs> I usually do chili. And we did, we've did. we been making some really good chili this winter. 
Yeah, yeah, we made some Sunday. Yeah, we made yeah, it Sunday for dinner. I but, used to think chili was this big, complicated dish, you know, like it took all day. If you know what you're doing, yeah, it's super easy. Yeah, it, it takes the it takes the time is for the flavors to come together. Yeah. Because I brought Assembly. the bowl of the chili the next day for lunch, and it was better the next. Yeah. You know, chili's one of those things always better the next day. But it's done, and I don't know, we make chili in two hours. Yeah, but I mean, the prep. A lot of times, I'll buy frozen Veg. onions. You know, because yeah, if I'm doing it fast, yeah. if I'm doing it fast, I mean, I can put a pot of chili together in fifteen twenty minutes, and then you just let it simmer for you know. Oh, usually I hours. dice the vegetables, so I'll dice yeah. a poblano and jalapeno and in a whole. Depending on the size of the onion, there's a really large onion or two small onions. By the time I get everything diced up, you've got the meat brown. You're ready to add the veg. Then you do your dumps with tomatoes. your yeah your tomatoes and sauce, season it, and then let it simmer down, and that's it. That's it. It's that easy. And I like adding those poblanos and the jalapenos. Oh yeah, it gives it. It, it gives it a, a nice depth. little depth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could if you want the heat to stay away, you could use bell pepper. Yeah. Or if you just want, you know, but but, it, I, but I like the different flavors because you can taste the poblano, you can taste the jalapeno, and they're not. I deseed them and chop them fine. I don't it's not like it gets super hot. Yeah, the poblano is not. Like a we even had, we even now you don't you don't like hot stuff. You like a you're about a mild on a spice level. Yeah. Yeah, a little spice. Yeah. We add a can of Rotel to it, the two peppers, so and, and the bonafide chili season has some heat to it. Mm-hmm. And do you even put a little hot sauce in it? I always add hot sauce to my bowl. I usually don't. No. Yeah, I like adding. I like the Mexican hot sauce and chili. Yeah, I could see it being good. Give you that vinegar element. Yeah. Yeah, it goes with it. But by the time you do, say I do after I get my chili done, in the bowl, dollop of sour cream, cheese, squeeze a lime, hot sauce, cilantro. That's how I like to eat it. To me, if you've got cilantro, you're going to kick that bowl up a whole nother level. Oh you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't always put mayonnaise on my chili. I do like Fritos, chili, chili little pie. cheese, cilantro. Yeah. Fresh, I like fresh jalapeno on it, too. I'll do thin, thin slices of fresh jalapeno. Mm-hmm. They're good on it. Um, So before we wrap up, uh, I'm going to start every the end of every podcast. We're going to do a segment about community questions. Oh, great, yeah. And sharing interesting recipes. We kind of did it last year, but... Yeah. This is going to be a weekly thing. Now. Yeah. Time in the community during the end of the podcast. <laughs> so, Brought to you by nobody. <laughs> Just us. <laughs> um, so here's a question. Let's say I need to make enough smoked chicken to shred for 75 people to have tacos. I need That's to transport it. That's a lot of chicken. Yeah. I need to transport it to the venue. And have it sit for about 30 minutes while they set things up. Um, so the question is, what kind of chicken would you smoke for this? Um, and how would you transport it? I'm doing whole chickens, and I'm probably going to do eight of them, just to make sure. How much? <clears throat> so what do you estimate one chicken would feed? Well. <laughs> if that's your only meat. It seems so like normally I would meat. say a whole chicken would feed four people. Okay. Because you good. got eight pieces. Okay. But it's a whole chicken, so you get a little more. But that's kind of heavy for a taco because you got to think a breast, a shredded breast ought to make, you know, two or three tacos. What do you think? How many tacos? Mm-hmm. The question is how many tacos you estimate per person. It's probably, you probably need to estimate at least four ounces of meat, four to five ounces of meat per person. I doubt anybody's going to eat eight ounces, but that, that'd be a lot. Yeah. But that, that would probably get you there. But I figure, you know, on an average chicken, you ought to be able to get, feed 
at least four or five people, two tacos a piece. Yeah. That's what I would think. So okay. you're talking 70. 75. So, 70, so I, I, I would do eight whole chickens. I think that ought to get it right. If I do 75 divided by five, that gives me 15. It's got to be more than that. Huh? Well, I'm thinking eight people. Uh, eight a chicken, 64. Yeah, you might not do 10. <laughs> I don't know. This is off the top of my head. I'd have to put pen to paper. Yeah. Anyway, you need a lot. <laughs> you got to have a cooker that can But cook. I would definitely do whole chickens. I would too. That would totally. be easier. Um, They're so much better. They're so, so they much say better. so much yep, juicier. juicier. Here's what I would do, and I think I, I answered this question. Oh, okay. Uh, in the community, if you want to read what I put. But I would smoke them. I would pull them, and I would vacuum seal them if I had access to a vacuum sealer. Then I would have a cooler on standby, because if I don't have a camber, he said he didn't have a cambro. I would get me some water boiling hot, pour it in that cooler, let it hang out with the lid closed a few minutes to preheat that cooler, dump that water, hot water out in the sink carefully, dry the cooler out real quick, and get my chicken in there. And then put if you need some space you're to take it up. A hot put the, box. Yeah, you're making a hot box, and it's going to hold that chicken. But having it in the bag yeah. keeps it juicy. You could add a little bit of juice if you need some chicken broth, or, so, or you, get, you catch some. Like what I, A lot of times what we'll do is we'll take the chickens up in pans, and it leaves a lot of that juice in the pan after the whole chickens have been in there. The cavity's full of juice. Try to collect that in that pan. You can add that back to that bag that you're vacuum sealing up to keep some moisture in there. Um, if I don't have a, a vacuum sealer, I'm using Ziploc bags, squeezing all the air out because I don't I don't care what you say. The Ziploc bag or the, keeping it in the bag shredded keeps it way more moist, and it tastes closer to it does as soon as it comes off the pit. Um, you could easily reheat those if if you had to. Now, if you've got just a little drive time and a little setup time in that preheated cooler, it's going to be perfectly fine. But if you had to reheat them, uh, a sous vide bath or boiling water, something like that, it's easy to do. I'll put it. Uh, I'll put a bag in the oven. I don't know if that's. You can even do it and pop it in the microwave, just not long. Yeah. You know, just do it thirty second burst. Don't just put it in there and put it on five minutes. But that's the easy way. Now, if you don't want to bag it, I would definitely pan it. Plastic wrap and then full. Do something to trap. Full itself is not great at trapping in all the heat, but once you put the plastic wrap over it and the foil, it'll trap it. So yeah, much but better. But the preheated cooler is the way to go if you got to keep it for an extended amount of time. And with that much chicken in there, we're talking. I'd probably put two like two whole chickens to a bag. That way, when I dumped it out, I had me a decent pan. And I would only I would only dump it as needed too. Yeah, so you can keep it as warm yeah. as possible. And see, you got to figure a little more meat when you're letting people serve themselves. Is this like buffet style tacos? You, it's hard to control how much meat goes. But if you're assembling the tacos and measuring it out, you can get, you know, get your cost down a little bit that way. Uh, you can estimate it a little better. To me, smoked chicken done like that is one of the easier things to serve. Oh yeah, and people love crowd. it. People go crazy over it. Heck yeah, especially if you it's have really like a taco bar there. Yeah. You're probably going to have something else to go with it. I mean, yeah. Um, did you see the sushi pizza? Yeah. That? Uh, I did. That's, <laughs> not, that's not my jam <laughs> at all. It's a bunch of raw fish. You would try it. Heck yeah, it looked delicious. So, was it a rice crust? I know I saw the like roll around the. I saw that, but what's. Rice, yeah. As, a, as the actual. Crust I don't of think the pizza. any of it was cooked. I mean, the rice was yeah, you know, cooked yeah, yeah. and then assembled. Yeah. But they spread rice out flat and then used the, for the edge of the crust, they used the seaweed rolls. 
Yeah. And then all your other fish and everything else was kind of on the as the pizza topping. Mm. Eh. I don't know about that. Ain't my jam. Oh, it looked good. Either you're into yeah. the raw fish or you're not. I yeah. guess. I mean, I was, there's. Yeah. It would have to. I'd have to be the right amount of sake on that. One. <laughs> I'll Plus try anything that. once. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try Please anything do. once. Okay. Um. So this is a. I think this is a um great question because I feel like a lot of people, especially when they're starting out get a little caught up in um, temperatures. So this person's making a chicken breast, chicken leg quarters, and ribs. And the recipes that they're following, one says cook it at 300, one says cook it at 275, and one says cook it at 225. And he's wondering, does he have to cook them all separately? No. you. Can, I mean, I definitely would not cook chicken that low. So I would, I would probably – chicken's not going to take as long. So what I would do is I'd start my ribs out if he's wanting to get smoke on the ribs. This is a good tip. This is if you want to to get smoke on the ribs, start them out on the smoker. Get your smoke on them. Cook them to where you're going to wrap them. And then you could even get the ribs done ahead of time, hold them, then cook the chicken because the chicken needs to cook at higher temp. It needs to be 300 and up, and it should be hour to two hours tops, depending on you know how close to 300 you are. Do you think ribs are better after they hold for an hour, two oh, hours? Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. The ribs are going to be better so after the hold anyway. you're gaining something with the hold. You're gaining something from the hold. And you're giving yourself time to you're, yep, that's cook, right. cook your chicken. But if you had to, you could ramp that rib temp, you know, once yeah. it's wrapped. You could start bumping your temperature up. Get those. Now you need to be watching those ribs because there's a big difference in a rib wrapped at 225 versus 300. If it's 300, it's only going to be in that wrap 45 minutes to an hour probably. But at 225, you're looking at two, two and a half hours a wrap, you know, maybe even a little longer. So you got to think about that. But I would start the ribs out low, let them get smoked, color, build it bark, wrap them to get them tender. Go ahead and completely cook them. Just start ramping your temp up, get them done and get it off, and then get that grill up to 300, 350 for your chicken. That's a good tip. I said cooking all. chicken's going to be cook better. 275. <laughs> I mean, you could. And technically, could you cook it all at 275? Yeah. Your, your ribs a, are going to be okay, and your chicken's going to be okay. But if you want it the best, you right. separate yeah. it a little bit. That's a good little tip. Yep. I'm glad I asked you that. So Todd uh, came up with, he found some t- tandoori seasoning, and he did this whole tandoori chicken recipe. Mm-hmm. This is something you've never done. No, I've never, I don't even think I've had it. I've not had a lot of Indian food. So that's where they have the tandoori oven where it's like you it's cook the meat. Yeah, you cook the meat kind of on the sides of it yeah. or something down in it. It looks good. I just never, never. I mean, he cooked his on a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's all about the marinade. It's in there, right? Real bright red and it's got yogurt. Bunch of different. Yeah, yeah. yogurt's kind of the base on it and you mix all this stuff up. So I mean, I mean it's probably really good. I'd be, I'm, I'd be willing to try it. Yeah, it. I've just never done it. I want you to try that. Tandoori chicken? Yeah. Okay. So, tandoori, I looked it up. It's a South Asian dish of chicken marinated in yogurt and spices. And roasted in a tandoor, which yeah. is a um, s- clay oven. A clay, a clay oven, yeah. yeah. And it's typically a whole or half bird. Yeah, that they do. I'd definitely try it. This guy, he spatchcocked the chicken. He removed the skin, marinated it, and then cooked it at three hundred until it hit. The yogurt would really, really tenderizes. It just why? It's, um, I guess it's got something to do with the acid, the acids in it, you know. Or maybe the live and active cultures or something. Yeah, something, something's breaking stuff down. You put buttermilk or something or yogurt on something, it gets, it changes the texture of it. So. That's why people use buttermilk on mm-hmm. chicken. Yeah, a lot fried of times. chicken. Yeah, yeah, makes it tender. Huh. It does. 
So um, even on game, a lot of people soak. You know, they'll marinate mm-hmm. like deer meat and buttermilk before they fry it. I always thought it was a flavor thing. I mean, it it it, uh, it tenderizes too. Um, so somebody has an elk roast in their freezer, an elk rump roast. They've never cooked one before. We're looking for some suggestions. Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would. Berea. Yeah, I would. I would cook it down like a roast. I mean, like you know, sear it on the outside, get some color on it, season it up, get some color on the outside, braise it down. Uh, where it's kind of pull apart. Um, you do have the option. Some of them are pretty good, cooked uh, rare to medium rare, you know, um, but it's better. Those larger muscles are better when you cook them and break them, break them all the way down. They're not going to so, be as good if you yeah. cook them. Right I mean, I've made them. like French dip sandwiches with it where I cooked it rare and sliced it thin. And, you know, you can do that. It's, it's good like that, but I think it's better. Um, I like it. I like it, you know, braised down too. Yeah. Just Get like you would, just like you would chuck roast. It's, think of how you would cook a chuck roast in the oven with vegetables and stuff, or a crock pot. But do it on the smoker. Get some color on it. Wrap that dude up with beef broth. You know, throw some onions, yeah. celery, root vegetables, carrots, little garlic, you know, mushrooms, all that good stuff. A little red wine. Cook all that down until it's kind of fork tender. That's the thing, and then serve it. Serve it over some mashed potatoes or rice or something like that. Getting close to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Elk's delicious, though. Now, I thought it was the best venison that I've ever ate until I had Axis deer. And Axis is it's better. better deer. It's even better than elk, yeah. Really, really good stuff. I didn't try the Axis. No, I was in Texas trying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Malk, that's all I have for you That's today. it? Well, hey, that was a fast first episode of 23. We uh, had a uh, great to be back. We filmed a video this week, a YouTube video. It'll be out next week, so we'll be back talking about that. Um, I'm going to do my, some football. I didn't give my picks on the games. <laughs> Who you got, Shell? Um, I'm going got, Burrow so, all the way, Joe Shicey. So, yeah, what, I had, did I write the thing? I thought I wrote it down. I don't see where I wrote it. Oh, yeah, it's uh, Bengals minus one. You're all over the Bengals. Eagles minus two and a half. Is that the spread? Yeah. Like the official spread? That's it. I just looked it up. On Minus one games. and a half? Minus one. One. That's pretty much a pick em. Uh, Yeah. Kansas City or Joe Burrow. No, you got I'm Pat Mahomes hurt. or Joe Burrow. Are you going because Mahomes got his ankle hurt and he's playing gimped up? No, I just think Joe Burrow's got the- Over under 47 and a half. High scoring game or low scoring game? What do you think? 47 and a half? Yeah, total points combined. Uh, I think it's going to be lower than that. Lower than that? So you're not thinking it's going to be a very high score? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just pick. I just pick. I'm like, just yep. pick? Yep. Well, I think. And you know what? 50% of the time, I'll yeah. win. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm asking you. I'm, I, I, I'm a perpetual loser when it comes to bet. Don't listen to me. Like right now, I'd say, oh, yeah, you know, I'd probably take the Eagles at two and a half, and I'd probably take the Bengals. So all you got to do is parlay the opposite of that, you probably win this week. Speaking of If you my- bet Kansas City and 49ers, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Our Grizzlies are on a three losing streak right now, so I could really afford for you to yeah, place you need a to bet place, tonight. Yeah, place oh, some bets on the yeah. head over that the opposite line. team. Who are they playing? Yeah. They, played, they played Golden State last night, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, we lost by two points. Uh, the refs. 
absolutely are on the Warriors payroll. Absolutely. <laughs> you could not convince me otherwise. But we played a really good game last night. Well, I got what, this weekend and then two more Super Bowl, and then it'll be time to watch the Grizzlies. This, you speech. know, this is my boringest time in the NBA to me. It doesn't get good to a play. We're still a long ways from playoffs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They play so many games. It's like, you know, these guys, they're just going through the motions now. It's winter. They're wanting to go to the Bahamas or Jamaica and hang out. <laughs> and go to fly all over the country. That yeah. To, they have the all-star has, I mean, that has to be the hardest part about playing there, you know? Yeah. All the travel and everything that goes with that. If they only had, the seasons they only had 17 yeah. games, it would be a lot more interesting each game, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... You'll have March Madness coming up. That that's the yeah. couple weeks. It won't be long. We gotta get to February first, but we're almost there. <laughs> well, Tyler, where can they find us? Make sure you guys check out the howtobarbecuerite.com, and we're also posting recipes over on h2qshop.com. A lot of the TikTok recipes y'all have been asking for are over there. You can also download the How to Barbecue Right app on the Google Play Store and the Apple Store, where all of Malcolm's favorite recipes are right at your fingertips, right on your cell phone. All right, and don't forget, y'all, join that community. If you got questions and stuff, we're going to start asking more of those here, uh, answering more of them on the podcast. Yeah. We also try to jump in the community, answer stuff, but there's a lot of there's a lot of wonderful people in there, that are, and everybody's willing to share, give you advice on how to do something. There's no question that's dumb. If you don't know it, ask it. And, and you know, if anybody gives you a hard time, let me know. <laughs> we'll kick them That's a way around. Well, we appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Shell, anything else to add? All right, we'll see y'all next week. We gone.